G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Come on, we all like to be liked. We just do. None of us wants to be rejected by other people. But Jesus came along and said, Blessed are you if they reject you because of me. What sort of a blessing is that? I mean, what did he mean? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. Great to be back with you again. Today we're going to take a look at persecution and rejection from a different perspective. Persecution is something that happens to people across the world. Religion, politics, belief, lifestyles, sexuality, all result in persecution. Sometimes people are persecuted for doing the right things. Other times they're persecuted for doing things that are wrong. And yet other times they're persecuted for doing things that, well, they're neither right or wrong, they're just different. We've come to live with persecution, if not accepted. So long as it's someone out there, so long as it's someone else being persecuted, so long as we're not the ones being persecuted for our beliefs. Some people think that because they believe in God, they're not going to be persecuted. Well, that's just not so. Jesus said, Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, because the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Blessed are you if people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of bad things against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. Well, I might think, well, what sort of blessing is that? I remember before I became a Christian, I hated Christians. I I gave them a hard time. The the whole goody two-shoes thing, the whole holier-than-thou thing just repulsed me. And I persecuted them because of their righteousness, just like Jesus says here. I guess looking back on it, the thing that offended me about Christians was their goodness. Their goodness was almost like a living critique of my life. My life was about making money. It was about stepping on people. It was about um, getting position and recognition. And that's where my life was going. And there was nothing wrong with that in my view because that's what everybody was doing in the world. And every now and then I would meet some friends from school or people uh, who had now grown up like me and they were Christians. And I thought, oh, yuck. They made me feel so uncomfortable. But after I became a Christian... The first thing I expected was to be on Easy Street, that everybody would be pleased that I was a better person before I became a Christian. It's funny how we can have such different perspectives depending on where we sit in life. But as time went on, and as I read about this Jesus, this radical, gritty, earthy guy who was out there with the poor and the lepers and healing the sick, and I read about how he dealt with real-life issues, one of them was that not everybody's going to be pleased with those who stand up and say, I am a follower of Jesus Christ. There is a great poem written by a man called Adrian Plass. I'm going to read it to you because it's a wonderful poem and it talks about this subject and it's called When I Became a Christian. This is how it goes. When I became a Christian, I said, Lord, now fill me in. Tell me what I'll suffer in this world of shame and sin. He said your body may be killed and left to rot and stink. Do you still want to follow me? I said, hey man, I think. I think amen. Amen, I think. I think I say amen. Look, I'm not completely sure. Can we just run through that again? You said my body could be killed and left to rot and stink. It sounds terrific, Lord. I'll say amen, I think. But Lord, look, there must be other ways to follow you, I said. I really would prefer to end up dying in my bed. Well, yes, he said, you could put up with sneers and scorn and spit. Do you still want to follow me? I said, amen, a bit. 
A bit, amen. Amen, a bit. A bit, I said, amen. Look, I'm not entirely sure. Can we just run through that again? You said that I could put up with sneers and scorn and spit? Well, yeah, I've made up my mind. And I say, amen, a bit. Well, I sat back and thought a while and tried a different ploy. Now, Lord, I said, the good book says that Christians live in joy. That's true, he said. You're going to need the joy to bear the pain and sorrow. So do you still want to follow me? I said, amen, tomorrow. Tomorrow, Lord, I'll say it. That's when I'll say amen. You see, I've got to get it clear. Let's just run through that again. You say I'll need the joy to bear the pain and sorrow? Well, yeah, I think I've got it straight. I'll say amen tomorrow. He said, look, I'm not asking you to spend an hour with me, a quick salvation sandwich and a cup of sanctity. The cost is you, not half of you, but every single bit. Now tell me, will you follow me? I said, amen. No, I quit. I'm sorry, Lord, I'd like to follow you, but I don't think religion's a very manly thing to do. He said, forget about religion then, and you think about my son, and you tell me if you're man enough to do what he has done. Are you man enough to see the need? Are you man enough to go? Are you man enough to care for those who no one wants to know? Are you man enough to say the things that people hate to hear and battle through Gethsemane and loneliness and fear? And listen, are you man enough to stand it at the end? The moment of betrayal by the kisses of your friend? Are you man enough to hold your tongue? Are you man enough to cry? And when the nails break your body, are you man enough to die? Man enough to take the pain and wear it like a crown? Man enough to love the world and turn it upside down? Are you man enough to follow me? I'll ask you once again. I said, Oh Lord, I'm frightened. But I also said, Amen. Amen, 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 Amen. I said, Lord, I'm so frightened. But I also said, Amen. There's something real. There's something earthy. There's something realistic about Jesus. This man that poured himself out for you and me. This man who was God in the flesh, who came to earth specifically to walk amongst the poor, to heal the sick, to stand up against the hypocrisy of formalized religion as it was in that day. This man who spent time with the nobodies, who who lived on the fringes of society and loved them, and ultimately, because he wouldn't conform to the religious hypocrisy, this man, this God, who was nailed to a cross. Blessed are you if they revile you, if they reject you, if they hate you, if they persecute you because you call yourself a Christian. Blessed are you if they reject you the way they rejected me. Sometimes we think that the rejection of Christianity is something that's happened in our society over the last 20 or 30 years. You know, back in the 40s and the 50s, everybody kind of went to church. It was the normal thing to do. And so it was just the way life was. In the 60s and the 1970s, people said, hang on, we don't like this formalized religion thing and we're going to reject it. So we have a very short memory. Christ, Jesus, the Son of God, was rejected in his day. After he was crucified and he rose again and he ascended to be with God in heaven, his followers were rejected and they were persecuted. Roman emperors covered them in tar and put them on sticks and used them as lights at their parties. They threw them into the Colosseum with lions. Just because someone says, I am going to be a Christian, doesn't mean that everybody is going to be happy about it. And yet Jesus said, you are blessed. If they persecute you and they reject you the way they rejected me, you are blessed, for great is your reward in heaven. 
it is an awesome thing to know that we serve a God. Those of us who believe in Jesus Christ serve a God who doesn't live in an air-conditioned, comfortable, five-star hotel in heaven and doesn't know what it's like to be persecuted. The Son of God was persecuted, beaten, and nailed to a cross to pay for my sins and to pay for your sins. Sometimes, if we believe in Jesus, and you may also believe in Jesus, as I do, it is uncomfortable. Sometimes we think it is not fair. I believe in this Jesus, and the people around me persecute me, and they reject me, and they belittle me. It is part of God's plan. It is just the way it's going to be. That's how it was for Jesus. That's how it was for the early church. And today, people are still persecuted for their faith. Now, where we live, we might be rejected. We might have people laugh at us. We might have people poke fun at us. But in the 20th century alone, more Christians were martyred, that is, killed for being followers of Jesus. More Christians were killed in the 20th century than the 2,000 years prior to that. It's a scary thing. God's plan is that we will be persecuted. God's plan is that our reward will be great in heaven. We love sharing the gospel with as many people as possible so they can experience a real and tangible relationship with God. So before I go, I'd like to tell you about our free daily devotional to help you be all that God made you to be. It's called Fresh. Each day you'll receive a powerful scripture verse together with some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement. And the best news is that it's completely free and delivered right to your inbox each and every day where you can choose to read, listen or even watch the daily video. It's completely up to you. It's God's word fresh for you each day. To receive your free devotional, just jump onto the website freshdevotional.org. You'll see the Fresh e-devotional sign up right there for you. As a bonus, I'll also send you a free copy of my e-book, How Can I Hear God Speak to Me? So head across to the website and sign up to receive Fresh. I pray that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through His Word. That web address again, in case you missed it, is freshdevotional.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 